Yo, check us out. Chuck D, public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking God. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, dog? This is Esha. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This is your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 36 Young Busy Bone. Vice One. This is your man, Matt Mine, the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show.
everybody, welcome back to the Murder Master Show. Your boy Prez, this is episode 777, man. We're creeping up there. Tonight we're going to do a special episode about online marketing. You know what I'm saying? I got the homie Alonzo Pachardo. He's been doing this stuff for years. You know what I'm saying? Helping make people be successful online to where they can work from home, make a career out of it. You know, he's worked with everybody from uh, conspiracy theorists to lawyers, actors, you name it. He's even given me a lot of great tips, uh, you know what I'm saying, behind the scenes here at the Murder Master Music Show to uh, help out with, uh, you know, my online online game. So I appreciate that. We're going to bring him on. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to go back to the beginning, you know what I'm saying, talk about his life, where he came up from. And uh, we're going to find out about Alonzo Pichardo right now. Alonzo, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Man, man, I'm doing great, brother. Uh, it's a huge honor to have you on the show because I I, it, I need these rappers to have an online marketing 101 because so many of them just don't have a clue. They think, man, I'm just going to upload a SoundCloud of my latest song and it's going to go viral. But there's so much more than that, you know, and uh, I wanted to have you on the show. So this is long overdue. Um, but before we get into any of that, I want to talk about, you know what I'm saying, you coming up. Um, where are you from, first of all? Um, I was born in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, um, 1981. Uh, just recently had a birthday, turned 40. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. And, uh, Welcome to the you, club, brother. too. <laughs> I feel much older than 40, man. I feel like I've been here forever. <laughs> I feel but, that, uh, yeah, I lived, I, lived a short, I lived a short period in the South Bronx, um, early part of my childhood. Um, spent a lot of my, even when I came back to Rhode Island, I always used to spend my summers down there as a kid to my early teens. Um, so, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican, a proud Puerto Rican, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah. So... It's an interesting, uh, you know, it was interesting uh, childhood coming up. Now, uh, Bronx, you know, everybody knows that's uh, that's the hip-hop mecca. Um, man, did you uh, get into hip-hop? Did you catch that bug early on? As a fan, yeah, I don't have no musical talent. Like, I can't rap or nothing like that. But, uh, goodness, yeah, I was a big fan of, you know, Rakim. I think he's the greatest, you know, personally. You know, of course, yeah. in terms of groups, you know, you got to love NWA. You know, I was Team Easy e when they broke up. You know, people chose sides back then. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, goodness, and then you can't. Then, as a, then, then in my, you know, as I became a early, you know, my late teens, of course, uh, yeah, groups like the group, you know, which I think doesn't get the credit they deserve, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, I was a big fan, you know. Uh, yeah. goodness and trends. Uh, yeah, I was. I like, but and also, um, I, I, I like Buster Rhymes a little bit, but you know, I'm, I, I basically had like a specific four that I'd always used to listen to, you know. So yeah, yeah, man, that's uh, you know, back in the day, it was just great music. Um, today, I don't know what we have <laughs> in terms of hip hop. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm with you. It's it's something that's uh. Uh, I I just can't I can't relate to it at all at all, 
You know, not saying I yeah. could ever relate to Easy E. You know, I'm saying uh, rolling in the six foot. You know, in Compton. Yeah. <laughs> but but you felt that because it was it was him spitting about his life. You know. Um, yeah, dude. Even though Cube had written it. Yeah, when 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 Easy came out, everybody thought he was like a fourteen year old or something. <laughs> you know, people thought he was like yeah. a teenager. You know, <laughs> when his first album came out, you know, because he, yeah. he looked super I young. I was only fifteen. Yeah, you yeah, know. we thought that. We all thought he was fifteen. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know? he was a, a, a visionary man. He was a. Uh, I mean, like I'd love to see him around today. Of course, for his kids. But oh yeah. Can you imagine what he would be doing today? It would just be insane. Yeah. What he would be doing over the last twenty-five years. That man you know? was. Um, if you listen to like Summer's like his last album there, um, he was prophetic. Like he, he literally said what was going to happen to everyone at Death Row. It happened. <laughs> you know, he was like warning people, "Hey, watch out." Like what would he do, what he said like in that song what would you do like like to I think it was Daz stay off the next band's nuts and all that <laughs> you know uh, even yeah. <laughs> yeah you know it's like he said things that were literally happening even with um you know Dr Dre you know he was you know treated like a prostitute and all that and and then we was <laughs> you know he, yeah he left us but with nothing you know yeah well, um, he he came over there. Made Suge Knight a hundred and what twenty six million dollars, and then Suge says, "Get the mm-hmm. fuck out!" Or he left, and he says, "Yeah, you can leave, but you got to take uh, you can't take none of the music with you." But it didn't bother. I mean, well, shit, Dre's a billionaire now, but it all stems from Easy E. He's the uh, he's the yeah. foundation tree that gave life to everybody from Dre to Eminem, you know, uh, and everybody else in between. Mac Ten. I mean, the list goes on and on. Biggest family yeah, those are legends uh, right there. Yeah, all oh, yeah. legends too. Um, so they gave birth to a lot of success right there. You know, yeah. and um, you oh. know, and uh, you know, if Easy was alive today, man, it would be um, dude would be like the king of the heap. You know, um, you know, you look back at his old music and interviews, man, you wish the dude was alive because that that mind he had towards business, you know, it was um out of this world, you know, he knew things, he saw things ahead of it, ahead of time, you know, you know, so yeah. a mind like that would have been, it would have been an honor to have known him, pick his brain, you know, because, you know, he had friends of his thing, he was looking into video games, he wanted to do movies, and this was like in the 90s, this was like unheard of, you know, so now all these cats are doing that now, you know, so it's, uh, it would have been interesting if he would have, you know, Whatever happened to him, you know, they say he died of a certain thing. If, you know, we all have our opinions about that. But, um, you know, if he was around, it would be amazing. Just the business yeah. mind of it, you know, of his. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, um, talking to his daughter Erica was a, a, a real good thing because she embodies so much of her father. So does Little Easy, of course. But uh, Erica, she's the enforcer, man. They all say she's she's the baddest one, you know, uh, that, that yeah. has you know that side of her dad, and she's she's straight up mm-hmm. ruthless. I love her, you know. Um, yeah. But but man, you know, we we could talk Easy and NWA for hours. But man, um, yeah. You when you uh, you know you were in the Bronx. Um, <clears throat> 
something something occurred to where you were on your own at the very young age. Um, you were still a teenager, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what, if you don't mind me asking, what happened to where you uh, were on your own? Boy, um, uh, actually, I came back to Rhode Island, and um, okay. you know, I was I was living with my mother, you know, and I came home one day, and my mother wasn't home, you know, there was no one home, and uh, you know, and it was. I just came out of school, and, um, like, I was there in the house by myself. Then later on that night, an older brother showed up, and he told me what's the situation. Like, my mother just took off and left. So I had, like, you know, I'm always a, a thinker, man. I'm always like, okay, we got to figure this out, not panic, you know. All right, well, we got, what, what, what do I have to do here? So, you know, um, yeah, man, when that happened, I just had to find a place to stay because I couldn't afford to rent where I was. You know, I'm 15. You know, so luckily I had a older friend. She had a little tiny apartment, dude. Like everything was in one room, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, I was like two months away from turning 16. She let me stay there those two months. And um, right when I turned 16, I found a little job. No, actually it was a good job. I worked for the university down here in Rhode Island, Brown University. I worked the loading docks. I did everything in that school. Um, and I was 16, a little, you know, punk kid, you know, and, uh, had my own place, but everything went towards rent, barely had any money for food, you know, and, uh, yeah, man, that was, uh, I, I didn't grow up with a father. My father was a guy I probably saw once every five years and he was $5 for candy, that type of stuff, you know? Yeah. So you, you really had to, I mean, survival was something that, like your your instincts yeah. just had to kick in, you know. Yes, sir. Had to, had to, because it's like, but I don't panic, man. Even as a kid, I was like, okay, gotta find a solution to this. Because I'm the type of guy, everything has a solution. There are no problems, just solutions, you know. Um, but um, some of us, I get it. We panic, we know. Um, that not saying there weren't moments of panic as I left by my, as I lived by myself as a kid. You know, eating salami sandwiches every day and cornflakes, you know, <laughs> and uh, with my fake leather jacket. And I had long hair at the time, and I was like 114 pounds. I was like really thin. And uh, <laughs> I look back at that time, I was like, oh, there was moments of yeah. like, goodness, man. You know, but I made it through, man. Um, you know, I always had that attitude. You know, we got to make, make something happen. Your way up. You know, you were put in a yeah. situation you had no control over at such a young age, and you uh, you climbed out of that successfully. You know, when you look back at that at that kid, you, I mean, you laugh, but aren't you proud too? Aren't no, yeah, I am. You? I am. I think back. I think back at the times where you know, you know, like I said earlier, there were moments of where I was like, "Damn, it's just me here." You know, what am I going to do? But I look back at the time and I see myself almost from a third person. I'm like, well, I did this. I did all the right moves. I made my way, you know, and um, I did okay, you know, without crawling anybody or beg anybody to go live with them or anything, you know, you know, other family members or go crawling, looking for my mother. You know, I went almost two years without seeing her during that time. And it was never even, she never even explained why she left. That was a weird thing. You know, and 
So, yeah, man. See, you literally, you know what I'm saying, it was in full survival mode. Um, when you were uh, living on your own, you know, um, what, what kept you going? Like, what kept you motivated to do all that at such a wow. Wow, what kept me motivated? Um, well, first of all, I didn't have any options. I had to succeed. You know, yeah. I had to, you know, survive. You know, I had to pay. But I'm saying a lot of kids, you know? especially nowadays, not to cut you off, a lot of kids would have folded, uh, yeah. ran, ran to a shelter. Some of them would have even committed suicide, sadly. Um, how did you survive? And, and, and you just went straight into, you know what, I got to get paid mode then. Exactly, and I had my own personal spiritual beliefs, and I know there was always a way. You know, I didn't have yeah. to turn to doing certain things to survive. Because, you know, all of us grew up, you know, I grew up with friends that were in, in the wrong. But I was never tempted by any, any of the, anything my friends were doing. Like, my mind wasn't like that. You know, my friends, I had friends that did certain things just to survive. Um, yet a lot of them were still living at home, which I didn't know what I was doing certain things, you know. It wasn't like they were surviving just to get a meal on the table, you know. Um, you really, but I had my yeah, I had my spiritual beliefs, and I had a belief in self, you know. And so yeah, I said, okay, let's make something happen here, you know. Pure determination. That time. You know, yes, um, Stallone when he was uh, you know when he was writing the Rocky script, he wrote it in a couple of days. And uh, I believe he had to sell his own dog. He couldn't even afford to feed his dog. And uh, after he, you know, sold the script and, and started, you know, with the movie, he got the money. First thing he did was go buy back his dog. I think he had to pay like, he sold the dog for seventy-five bucks, and he had to pay like twenty or thirty thousand to get him back. You <laughs> yeah, know, um, I, I heard that story. Yeah. But look how successful he became. You know. Um, yeah. And it's from similar circumstances. You know, when you're hungry, you ain't got nothing to eat. Uh, you get that motivation, I believe, you know, when you go through those difficult times. You know. Yes, sir. You're either going like, to swim um, or drown. Yeah, back up against the wall. You know, you got to make a way. You got to fight your way out of that corner. Cause if not, you know, sadly for some, like you said earlier, some – some go down the wrong path. Some take their own lives because they feel like there's no hope, you know. And um, there's always hope, man. You know. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's always a way. Absolutely. You know. Um, um, so you're working, you know, on the docks and, and, and for the school and everything, and doing all these things and surviving, basically. At what point in time did you uh, get into online marketing? Boy, um, I worked at the school for a good four years. Um, then I did odd jobs, like, you know, working during the, you know, putting up tents for parties. Um, did some telemarketing. At the, I used to pretend um, pretend I was calling people. So they told me, like, you know they're listening, right? <laughs> you know? I was like, I didn't want to bother nobody, man. So I used just to pretend. And um, nah, man, like in my... Well, I was like 26, 27, 26-ish, rather. I just started seeing things online, like, you know, simple, like every, people are doing today, you know, looking up ways to make money from home, right? People are still doing that today. 
I was doing it back then in 2006, 2007. And um, I, I found, you know, like I said in earlier, um, before we uh, were, were on live here, um, you know, I had a lot of trials, trial and error when I first started because I didn't know nothing. I just thought about, oh, I got to join a, a, an opportunity or a business, you know, be affiliated with a business and to make money. So I lost a lot of money in the beginning. Uh, like I said, uh, I joined like an air purifying company where I was stocking up. I had a room stocked up with air purifiers where I had to ship them myself. No one ever ordered anything. <laughs> Yet I kept oh. I think I had two people order things, and they were like uh, my brother and a, a friend of mine. <laughs> wow. So I lost a boatload of money on that. And then I said, okay, let me take a break here and really focus on how to build something that's truly mine, you know, my own, a service, you know, and um, also finding a good opportunity that I can legit, you know, affiliate myself with and make an income, an established business, which I did that. Um, I found a great company out of Phoenix, the health and wellness company. Been with them, oof, 2009, the present day. Um, also during the, that time, I said, okay, um, I want to learn. I want to, I kept learning. And then, you know, I, I learned how to create websites and I learned marketing, um, from a mentor I had at that time where me and him built such, I learned so quickly from him, me and him actually worked together for a period, you know, and, um, you know, and then slowly I broke off on my own because you, so not always fun um, um, dividing up money, you know, <laughs> with other with other people, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, I got into the web design, um, the marketing and mentoring people, and um, just teaching people how to, you know, find the right opportunity, and also giving them. I also try to give people tips with the mindset because people just come into this when they start with anything online with a negative mindset because they already think. Uh, Oh, I'm not going to succeed, you know. When you are going to succeed, there's no reason for you not to, you know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man. I uh, it's been it's been it's been a fun um, ride so far, and we're still going strong here. Uh, April will be 13 years. I've been doing it successfully. You know, I have, I've seen so many people come and go, you know, and uh, I'm still here, <laughs> you know, doing it. Legitimately, do yeah. it. you get people that a lot of people fake it to make it online, you know. Um, but you know, I've been doing it successfully. But I, like I said, it also took I, I dedicated a time to learn as well. But and I didn't just jump into it right away, you know. You got to devote some time to learning, doing this the right way, you know, finding creating your own service or finding something to be affiliated with a company rather. Um, and there, there we go. You know, from there forward, since 2008. So yeah, that's that's amazing. Because a lot of people, like you said, they um, they'll give up, and and you'll see the commercials on YouTube videos, like some guy yeah. talking about marketing your products and stuff. And there's a million of them now. It's just like the podcast game. There's a million podcasts, uh, oversaturation, so to speak. How do you stand out from the rest, and how do you let people know that, hey, I'm I'm the real deal here? That's it, brother, being yourself. That's the way you stick out, being yourself. Yeah. 
Don't try to don't try to mimic anyone. Keep doing your thing. Um, you know, just to say, you know, with you, you know, I was a fan of your. Sh- I've been a fan of your your podcast for years. You know. Thank you, brother. Um, yeah, legitimately, it isn't. You know, you know, going back when you were interviewing Jerry Heller, those interviews were great. You know, cause that man had a great business mind as well. Um, yes. Sadly, passed away. Visionary. You know, which uh. Yeah, I was sad about hearing him passing away because there was a, uh, another video on YouTube where he just broke down the music industry. Like, it was incredible. Like, you know? Yeah. And I was fascinated by that. The fact, like, I don't, like, if, I always, I'm always fascinated by the business end of any big, you know, whether it's music, whatever, uh, whatever you want to, you know, the NBA, that, you know, stuff like that. I'm fascinated by the business side People of it. People behind the scenes. Yeah. Jerry I, Hollers, I like the behind uh, the scenes. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to be in, in the front because you know how it is, man. It's the people behind the scenes that are getting the lion's uh, share of the money, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm fascinated by that. You know, but um, I think also you should also teach those that are doing the brown work for you as well, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, they help, can help people succeed. Uh, become part of what you're doing. That's what I've always done with the show. I've I've always tried to uh take input from um you know the fans. You know, some of them became co hosts, you know, uh mm-hmm. Jay, of course, you know, for several hundred episodes. Uh we had Pittsburgh Pat on for a while. And then we got this guy mm-hmm. over here in France, uh DJ Lord Sinister. Uh I'm gonna bring him on because I know he's got some questions for you. How you doing, Sin? Yeah. Hi, Scott. Uh, hi, Alonzo. Yeah. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm fine. You're coming from the Bronx, so you got the serious hip-hop history over there. You got Grandmaster Kaz, DJ Cool Herc, like Melly Mel, Slick Rick, Fat Joe. You got a lot finest and so on. Chilla Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you make them uh, sometimes or some something for marketing for them back in the day? Do any hip hop? No, I never. I, I never. Um, I had a couple of hip hop, like maybe three hip hop artists reach out to me, but they were like, um, it's funny because it's a, a couple. Two of them were very successful. I'm not gonna say their names, but they try to lowball you. You know, they want to negotiate prices. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, that's something I don't do. I don't negotiate prices. You know, I'm like, always come back when you're ready, you know, <laughs> and I'll help you. But in terms of my, when I lived in the Bronx, um, I only um, seen like two rappers in my period down there in person. Uh, this rapper back in the day, I don't know if he's still around. His name was A.G. Um, and it's also, I seen ODB once in person, which was, that was wow. crazy. <laughs> Because <laughs> he was, was out of his mind. Yeah, he was just out, you got to tell us about that encounter. Nah, we would, I was just out just walking around, and um, I hear all this commotion. It's just this dude that was just, you know, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but he was uh, he was on something. He was out of his mind, you know. And, but people, <laughs> yeah. you know, were surrounding him. Of course, I knew who he was, you know, but this was like just when they they were coming out, you know, but I think he was, he was, um, I think his first album may have came out. 
So, yeah. you know, he just had a boatload of fans. There were, like, women around him. And, uh, dude, but, but he was <laughs> he was on something, man, because he was out there that day. Um, I stared, you know. I'm like, okay, ODB, that's pretty cool. And, I mean, I just went on my way, you know, because he wasn't in a position where you could even get close to him. You know, there's just too, too many people around, around him. Plus, I'm not a big um, – never a big Wu-Tang Clan fan, you know, um, as I respect what they did, you know, the success they achieved, but I was never yeah. a big, huge fan, you know, so besides that, I uh, never seen Fat Joe, even though he was from the same area, or a Big Pun, they were from the same area, you know, never seen them, even though Fat Joe had a store literally like down the street called Halftime. It was called a clothing store, but I I never never bumped into him or seen him. My other my brothers did. My bro, two of my brothers seen him. It was like normal to see him, but I never I never crossed paths with him at all. He's so, still, yeah, still around doing this thing. Yeah, Jim Dollar, yeah, but he's been around for a while. Yeah, and Grandmaster Kaz. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's many legends from the Bronx, you know. Um, you know, uh, goodness, KRS. You know, that's basically that's basically where it all came from, you know. So, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, you know, people back then were always with their radio in the in the park and stuff like that, you know, and uh, blasting L O Cool J or, <laughs> you know. So it was definitely a good time because it was real hip hop but it isn't what we like what we have today which is I don't even know what it is you know yeah, it's, it's so. a foreign language from a different uh planet it's not even um audible anymore you know what they did though Alonzo they stripped away the elements of hip hop the core elements they took away um you know the DJ you know and uh when they mm-hmm. did that that I, you know that was a huge part of hip hop then they took yeah. away Know, the the art of lyricism, you know, and you know, they introduced mumble and rap or, or real simple lyrics and mainly made the hook longer. That stuff is just uh to me it's just it's just horrible. Um, if you had like a, a little yachty type guy come to you uh and want to market right? Yeah, not even words. But if you had somebody if you had somebody come to you with some type of shit like that, wanted you to market it, you not liking it and stuff, would you put that to the side and say, you know what, this is business, so I'm going to market it? Or how would you even approach that I would, I would, I would pass on it, bro, because yeah. it's, a, it's like um, in terms of music, the music of today, the hip-hop of today, I would pass on it because I think it's a fad. It's not going to last long. You know what I mean? Yeah. The hip hop we have today, it's not gonna last long, because you're seeing it, man. You're seeing the the you know nostalgia is big now, you know. So even these young twenty year olds, they're, they're discovering, yeah, yeah they're they're discovering um, Wu Tang, they're discovering Bone Thugs and Harmony, they're discovering Rakim, you know, they're discovering Nas, you know, you know. So that hip hop is having their little period now, which is what maybe the last five years, but it's slowly. It's slowly on a decline because people are starting to notice, okay, first of all, people snap out of it, like, what am I listening to here, you know? There's no words. Yeah. There's just someone mumbling to a beat, you know? And um, 
you know, it's 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 uh, it's it's an odd music, but you know, it's just uh, because it's <laughs> it's no lyrics to it. It's just like it's hard to explain. I'm like, it's like I don't see how yeah it could like, be entertaining, um, but then again, you know, um, people said the same thing about our stuff. Um, but our stuff, yeah, but our stuff, when we grew up, it was time. different, man. Yeah. yeah, it was real. <laughs> you know, you had lyrics, you had people that were just iconic, you know, who became iconic, who remember to this day. You know, these cats you see today, they're not, are they going to be remembered 20 years from now? I think they're going to be remembered as just that being a horrible period for hip hop, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, it, it really for save, everything, man. Sports money. too. I hope they're all saving that money, you know. Yeah. What um, you know, what I'm saying. What about uh, like, have you have you ever done any like podcasting yourself or anything like that? Uh, I did one with a friend of mine who's a travel blogger. It was successful, but you know, my schedule. I'm, I got too busy. I only got to do 14 episodes of it. Um. And I had it, haven't done one in over a year, and I just let it. It's there. You can find it. Um, it's chopped full of the long, long form. It's marketing tips. Me and him bouncing off of each other. We, you know, we're good friends, so we, it was like a, a great back and forth. You know, because we've been in this for a while. Him with his travel blogging, and he's a great blogger. He's a great teacher at teaching people how to blog. And um, stuff like that, the right way. And you know, with me, I'm, I, I come from all, all all spectrums in terms of being on, online. You know, I'm involved with web design and marketing. I mentor people. I've been I'm I've been affiliated in network marketing. I'm affiliated in network marketing successfully, because you know, 95 like almost 90 percent of the people that get affiliated and or get involved in network marketing, they fail, because if they don't see money within that first month or two. They panic, you know, and they give up, not knowing everything takes time. Nothing is overnight, you know. Um, and, you know, a lot of these opportunities, you also have these um, what they call uplines, which is your, you know, people that are above you who are supposed to help you, you know, and they don't do that because they're kind of like power recruiters. They just want to rack and stack, get that bonus, and they don't give a damn if you make any money. You know, they'll just rotate you out and replace you with someone else. You know, with me and my when I the company I was I am affiliated with, I help people that are underneath me how to yeah. market and promote and build Mentor it the right them, way. Kinda. So that, yeah, where you know, and like I said earlier, very few of these people in these network marketing companies, um, they don't help their downline. They can care less if you make money. You know, they just want to keep you hooked, make sure you're buying your products every month and stuff like that. Well, with me, I found a legit company that's been established since the mid-'80s, you know, and um, they had that affiliate network marketing side that I became affiliated with. And um, even with them, it took time, but point where to this day I'm paid biweekly by them. I really don't promote it because I'm established, you know, with them. Um I'm just dedicated more really now to mentoring and helping people, you know, especially with this whole COVID, you know, everyone wants to, you know, is seeing the importance of building something that's yours, that's your own, you know, instead of going 
the whole route of working for someone, you know, being told you can only make such and such every now, you know, such and such amount an hour. Um, you know, there's a hunger for that now more than ever because, you know, people are seeing, wow, you know, life is short. Let me follow my passion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me just, um, you know, make enough to to keep things going and, and enjoy life while you're doing it. That's the main goal for all of us. You want to enjoy. You don't just want to pay the bills, but you want to enjoy life too. You know, you want to have yeah. fun. Um, and being yeah. your own boss allows you to do that. You know, you're able to actually yes, take time out and do things. And, and your hours are always uh, up to you. Sometimes, you know, I might be up at 2 o'clock in the morning getting things done, you know. Um, yeah, same here. Same here with me, man. Um, I, I, have the, I have the freedom, like, okay, I'm going to take the next three days off if I wanted to. But, you know, when you, even when you get your own thing going where you're the boss, you know, you become like uh, almost a so, – at least with me, you know, you enjoy the work and you become a workaholic sometimes. Yeah. Where you got to remind yourself, okay, let me take a break. But you do – but like I said, you do have that freedom, picking your own hours or wanting to work two hours today or, you know, and stuff like that. Once you're established, you know, and whatever you're doing, whether – it's your own services or you're affiliated with a company, you know, you have that freedom, you know? Um, so that's the beauty of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the freedom, you know? Um, now when you talk about like helping somebody, you know, um, how do you know, like who's worthy of your, of your sensei-ship, so to speak? <laughs> Oh, goodness, you see it, you know? I'm an observer, yeah. man. Even online, you know, Facebook, you know, you and I are connected, I think, pretty much on every platform. Um, you know, and you see it. You know, this, you see those people that stick out, man. They really want to get something going, you know? And you're like, and there's been people in my time online where, who I've gone out of my way to reach out to and like, hey, if you do this, if you do a little tweak in here, minor things right here, you'll see growth. You know, and some of the people that have have taken my advice, they've seen it, and they come back, hey, that worked. I'm like, well, yeah, of course it worked, you know. I've been doing this for a while, you know, so it, it, it works, you know. And um, But there's people, like I said, they, they stick out and they get your attention. Because there's some people that got great content out there, whether it's a website, but they're on the, on, they're on the wrong platform. They're on Wix instead of being on WordPress. Or they got a great podcast, but, you know, the sound is awful. You know what I mean? Or something like that, you know? Or certain things could be, um, you know, certain, just the slightest things of tweaking will make that podcast or website stick out more, you know, where they they start getting that traffic and attention they they deserve for their for their hard work, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. Uh, you kind of peer in the window a little bit and, and see what's, what they're watching on TV and let them know how they can improve the quality of the experience in a weird kind yeah. of way to analyze it. You know, like, well, hey, man, you need surround sound speakers. You need, uh, first, you need to get rid of this 1952 uh, black and white television, you know, exactly. and upgrade them a little bit. Um Let's go 
road. Let's take a break. You know, since you mentioned Easy E, uh, man, I got a plethora of songs on here. I actually have What Would You Do? You want to go to that one? Yeah. For the Hell yeah, that'd band? be cool, man. I love that song. All right, all right. This one's goes out this one goes out to Snoop Dogg. We'll be right back with Alonzo <laughs> Pichardo, Murder Master Music Show. Inside the minds of real G's. Death Row is looked upon as the studio gangsters of the nineties. A joke <laughs> in a game. Called five minutes of fame. You wasted four minutes. Now you got seconds left. Kick it. <laughs> come on, come on, now let me ride. Nigga, easy, easy, PT. How the hell you figure to be the best on the west? Huh? Yeah, fool, I'm down in the east side, nigga. And that's coming straight from the ruthless gang to easy e Now what will I do? <laughs> Let's see. Now I would take out sugar top down the road. Since Trey is a bitch, pimp slap that hoe. Now I'm seeing double dog man, two dogs in a huddle. Oh, goddamn. Now diggity diggity dance, I'm diggity diggity blast. Don't want smoke that ass. Now corrupt, don't even set trip. Yelling on me, sick, so blood and puppy pound. While I'm all in your silly hoes So come with it, fool And just good luck And I beat that ass Now call me corrupt Now I'm creeping through the fog Yeah, bitch, I'm blue Got my nine miller killer Hunting all named Snoop You can run, nigga, but you can't hide Easy E straight creeping on the east side Seven, ten, long, we stop Bob Snoop free facing in a rock house I kicks in the dough I said it before I never let no busters test me no more Murder was a case that they gave me. Murder was a case that they gave me. I smoke all you fools, even your boo and your baby. Watch out, you watch your back. Yeah. What would you do? What would you do if we rolled on you? So what would you do? What would you do if we rolled on you? What would you do? What would you do if we rolled on you? What would you do? What would you do? Dirty red, I comes on the snake. Hitting niggas low with the caviar flow. As I creep through the street, peeping niggas from death row. Bet you I know which one of y'all make the best out. So let me break it down as I'm lost in the mist. Take word of advice and don't come fucking with this. It ain't a joke, niggas choke from the smoke that I play. Purple haze, you'll be dazed in the sun. I put you on your back, nigga. What? I am the gut. In a doggy dog world, I never hung with much. Only nuts in the clip. And dick in your mouth, the year is 95 and I'm running the house, so tell me what can you do? Nigga, what can you do? Nigga, what could you do if me and a few of my homies came through? Dumping real on you sick, mate, bitch, mate, nigga. What could you do? What could you do if we rolled on you? What would you do? What would you do if we rolled on you? What would you do? What would you do if we rolled on you? What could you do? What could you do if we rolled on you? Dr. Dre, straight buster. Never broke a law in his life. 
Besides, beat on Ricky Harris's wife. Snoop Dogg, from a high-time fame to sporting braids. Now he's laid. Fame, no fortune, and getting played. Not paid. Played, treated like a prostitute. And we all know who's doing the pimping. Dad, don't be a follower. Be a leader. Stay off the next man's nuts. Corrupt, the kingpin. Stick with the six O's. You don't need those other hoes. Cause they're about to go up in you. Only if you let them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Easy, man. We gotta. That song goes on forever and ever. We gotta wind that down a little bit. But, uh. Uh, speaking of Daz and Snoop and, and, and Corrupt, I just reached out to Daz for an interview, and uh, he told me, he's like, I charge for my interviews. <laughs> I told him. I said, really? Never pay. Yeah, I says I never paid for one in my life. I said, stay blessed. He says, you too. We just kept it moving, you know. So that's wow. a lot of these guys, Cameron told me the same thing He needs thing some before. money probably. Yeah, <laughs> Cameron <laughs> said the same shit. Cameron's like, I charge. He needs some money, too. He needs a. Didn't he wear like a pink fur coat back in the day, that cat? Uh, Cameron? He was always wearing yeah, pink. Yeah, yeah. For... Yeah, he was all. <laughs> that, him and, the, um, yeah, that, Jim Jones. The whole, the whole Mace. The whole Mace and Puff Daddy. Oh, that oh was yeah. Whack, dude. Real was whack. whack. I, I couldn't get Biggie into was, that stuff. Biggie was good, man. Like, I really. Biggie was good, man. I was kind of not really paying much attention to him, but I respected it, you know, because that's pure New York hip-hop, the way he sounded, you know. Well, um, I love kind the, of the uh, that. flow on um, Notorious Thugs with Bone. That was great. Great record. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And um, It's funny because when they talk about that song, right, in interviews, they always talk about how big Biggie was, yet Bone Thugs in that time, I think they've already sold like 20 million albums by then already. You know, they dropped already the first EP, you know, Creeping on a Come Up in multi, the East multi, yeah, They were at least four or five million. Yeah, they million were way sold. above him uh, sales-wise, but they, they compare, like, they make them seem smaller than Biggie when Biggie was honored to, like, to work with them during that time. Because yeah. when he did that last interview with um that dude Joe from Rap City, I think it was. Joe Claire. Joe uh, Claire. Yeah, Joe Claire. Yeah, the basement. <laughs> he kind of mentioned it. He was like, oh, man, I was so excited. I'm so excited to work with these cats, you know. And um, yet they make, now, you know, 25 years later, they just make it seem like Bone was beneath, like a lower-rung artist, you know what I mean, when it's what's the opposite in terms of sales back then, you know. Well, for well, uh, years, you know, he, they... Um... They only mentioned Pac and Big. They never really talked about Easy. I guess uh, yeah, they yeah. didn't talk about Easy because you know the whole AIDS thing. Um, but they should have because without Easy, there would have been no Pac or Big. You know. Of course, of course, of course. And you know, it's funny back then. I remember perfectly when Easy died, dude. Because, um, dude, I was a fan. You know, since since he came out. You know. Um, there was, there was, of course, he's getting more love now, of course, but I wish that yeah. love would have been shown to him right around when he passed. You know what I mean? Because really there weren't like, there were a couple of cats like MC8, 
cats like that that did their like little tributes in the videos, a couple of videos they made. Um, goodness, BG Knockout, he always like, you know, cats like that. But, you know, that, that was a handful at the time. I, and it could have been because of the whole AIDS thing, but it, it doesn't matter, man. That, that dude was like, he, he helped so many artists along the way. I don't know why that love wasn't shown to him when he passed. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't remember uh, seeing that many tributes or him even being mentioned. But, of course, now he's always mentioned now because I guess people see, like, wow, he really was. But, you know, you know, a lot of those cats, are, I think a majority of them, they, they, they mention easy or they praise them. You know, I think a lot of it comes from a, a place of fake, fakeness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because where so were you? They weren't real where were you back then? Alive. Yeah, it's because he's popular, yeah. you know? So they're showing love and they love them. And, you know, yet the, we know who were the real people. As fans, we know who were the real people that really loved them. Like you could yell, that guy was there to the end. You know, um, yeah. DJ Yella. Um, goodness, uh, Bone Thugs. They back then at the height of their success, they were always mentioning Easy. You know, Cocaine, Cold yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did that tribute song for him. You know, this is for the E. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, but um, you know. So I always look back at that. Okay, it's cool what they sh- the love they show him now. But right after he passed, like there wasn't really that many rappers shouting him out like he deserved. You know what I mean? Or mentioning yeah. him or showing him the love that he deserved. You know, especially like for MC kids, Red. Were... MC Red. Yeah, real quiet. Red was... He didn't say you much. Think about uh, shock of the hour, oh, single time. Yeah, shock of the hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a question. Do, do this. Uh, MC Ren is another guy in terms of just going to the hip hop side of it. And NWA, right. he was my favorite, like, like out of all of them in terms of lyric lyrically. Where Easy was like, <laughs> a, like a, 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 like by himself. You know what I mean? In terms of fans, like he was apart from the rest. But to the rest, you know, to me, uh, MC Ren was like the best. He was better than Ice Cube to me. You know. Oh yeah. And yeah, he was at that. You know, he lyrically he was fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, what pissed me off about that movie that came out, which was so inaccurate, they barely. I don't think the character, the actor who played MC Ren, even spoke. You know. In no. The film. Not at all. And he, he was. They didn't talk about his solo album. Nothing. That dude was like, I think uh, MC Ren was like the heart. Well, like the heartbeat of NWA because he brought that ruthless energy, you know, what, you know, that energy that's just embodied ruthless. And, um, to me, you don't hear nobody that does of it other than Ren. Yeah. And that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was easy boy, you know, like easy knew him from when he was a kid, you know, he was always yeah. following easy around and shit. So I don't know why that cat is not recognized like he should, because he was the best, better than cube. It's where Easy, he was more like he was the embodiment of NWA, but we all knew Easy didn't really even want to be a rapper. You know, he wanted to be like behind but the it, scenes type of guy. Yeah. You know, MC Reigns in the shotgun of the hour, he was against the industry. That was maybe yeah, 
it would shut shut him up. He was soured. Yeah, by that was the, a great uh, album. That was a great, a great album. Yeah, but um, even Dre, Dre, you can't really consider him a rapper either, could you? No. People write his rhymes. Even, yeah. I think, yeah, he had everyone like other people wrote his rhymes. He was more like the producer extraordinaire genius. So you know, like what, his but, rhymes come from the DLC, really, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen videos of the DLC complaining he was never even paid by Dre properly. You know, and you know, you know, he had his beef with Easy. Now he loved Easy, which was funny when he was always dissing, dissing him back in the day. You know, after was, NWA broke um, up. He was the uh, guy that brought Suge around. Um, yeah. And but, it's fucked up because, to me, I thought the DOC was one of the best lyricists of all time. You know, prior to his oh, yeah. uh, accident, of to course. that voice, to that accident. He was amazing. Yeah, I always listened to the, what is that, the first, the, first out, the first song he released, Getting Funky. You know, that was like, that's just a great song, man. That song alone. The whole album was if, perfect. Yeah, um, the grand finale. The, no one the can end. do it better. It was platinum. It was another ruthless yeah, platinum man, album. Was, I remember buying that cassette, dude. I was like ten. Yeah, the <laughs> single. Years old. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, had the yeah. actual cassette yeah. single, man. It had the King of King and Lord of Lords statue in the yeah, background. In the back. Yeah, you know. and dude doesn't age either. He looks the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he you doesn't know? age at all. That's His crazy. voice will come back. Crazy, kill it. If you want an album yeah. uh, that sounds very similar to, to him, uh, not saying the beats are similar to Dre, um, some of it was actually probably done by Sir Mix-a-Lot, group out of Seattle on Nasty Mix Records called Criminal Nation, and they had an album mm-hmm. in 1990 called Under Pressure. The main rapper okay. on that, uh, the guy who did the majority of the music, sounded just like the D.O.C., so anybody listening out there, oh. go pick up that album, Criminal Nation, Under Pressure, I believe it's called, or no, Release the Pressure. That's what it's called, Release the Pressure, uh, by Criminal Nation. Uh, get that album, and you tell me if that doesn't sound like the DLC. Um, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Sin. You've heard, you've heard them guys. Yeah, uh, Skelter, very underrated tool for the DLC. Helter Skelter. Helter yeah. Skelter. Yes. Sir. Uh, Erotic D, or Erotic D, I think his name was. He um, he did a lot of the raps on that album. But DOC was actually rapping on that album with the voice that he had after the accident. So that was, I thought that was dope that he did that. I mean, yeah. to show that he had balls, integrity. You know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. He left Death Row, left Dre. Every, you know what's crazy? They all left ruthless, right? And they all kind of, you know, except Cube went his own way. But I mean, like Dre and D.O.C., uh, Michelle A. and everybody, they went to Death Row. And then when Death Row imploded, they all went separate and even separate from each other. Like Dre and D.O.C. Yep. split up for a while. Dre and, you know. But hey, I don't want to turn this into a ruthless records roundtable here. <laughs> Uh, nah, it's I fine, dude. I, could, I, I got you know. I go back with all that too. Me and you've had conversations about that. But that's <laughs> like if that song you just played. What what would you do? Is prophetic there at the end because literally what he says about each of them at the end of that song happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's crazy, you know. 
you know, yeah. you got people ch- trying to charge you for an interview, you know. <laughs> it's supposed yeah, to be so absolutely. many albums, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah. you know, it's just like um, like uh, uh, Vlad, you know, when, uh, you got people, they'll run to him. You mean Val? You know Val? Val? Yeah, Val. They'll go on Val's couch, no, you know, uh, uh, and praise him <laughs> and kiss his ass. But the majority of the people in the streets, they look at Vlad as a police officer. You know, um, you just had Doggy Diamonds come out on Revolt TV and the Drink Champs say that Vlad, you know, he's sick of Vlad interrogating people. You know, we've been talking about that for years during the show, too. Stop asking questions. It's weird. Yeah, man. Yeah. He gets at me once in a while. He'll contact me. You know, wanting yeah, a true, contact he, he, for a guest, you know, at least and I won't he, give you know, when he uses your When he uses your content now, he credits you now, at least, you know. Oh, yeah. well, so the, well, you know thing. how that happened? This is a funny story. Okay, this, okay, the first two or three times, <laughs> the first two or three times he put our stuff up there, uh, there was no mention of us at all. It was just like uh, whatever the content was and, and that was it. And I was like, okay, I had to get on the the Facebook or whatnot and be like, guys, I need you to hit this article. And we were hitting them from uh, everywhere from fucking Brazil to Iran. You know what I mean? And everywhere else in between. And, uh, yeah, he knows to credit us now. You know, Sir, Sir yeah. DJ for that. Glad, yeah. He knows to credit us. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate the guy. I don't hate him at all. I just think, uh, you know, he knows Murder Master Music Show was before him, and he knows that, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that he has done was uh, after us, you know I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. A lot, there's, like I said at the beginning of the show, there's a million podcasters now, and they all just take for each other. It's crazy. I just try to do what I can. And not worry about them, you know. Yeah, like I was, I was about to say, man. I've seen a lot of your content on other people's channels, and I've, I've you know, it's like uh, I saw a documentary a few months back. Like it was just a whole bunch of your content was all throughout that uh, documentary. It's like wow, you know, and wow. you, that what was not the only time I've seen it? you. It was a, uh, it was a documentary about um, the death of Eze. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, I know just had a lot of. Yeah. I left that yeah, up there. Usually, I'll go at him. I left that up there, Alonzo, because it was uh, exposing the the whole thing. It was, was very exposing good. The conspiracies about uh, Easy's death, and I believe that uh, something happened because I don't think AIDS took him out. He um, he went from not having anything wrong with him to having full blown AIDS and dead in thirty days. He signed a marriage certificate. Uh, supposedly, I mean, we've heard from several people while he was in a coma. Um, yeah. Uh, he was given Chemron by uh, uh, and, and was told not to to take it anymore. Uh, so there was all kinds of different things and, and and stuff that that go on with that. But something like that, I'll leave up. But if somebody takes something of mine, you know, you got to hit him with the trademark, man. Sometimes you got to pull out the old trademark and say, hey. Um, what are you doing? You know what the hell is this? I oh, had, you gotta I go to Raleigh. Like, hey, you wanna? Yeah. You wanna go to Raleigh? Like, hey, you gotta use my content. You gotta. 
kick some money back my way, you know? It's only fair. That's what I do. Yeah. I offer them, like, uh, I had a channel uh, not too long ago. They they uh, took my content and put it in a video similar to, like, the Easy e one, but uh, it was about the occult. Didn't ask me, mm-hmm. didn't credit me, didn't credit anybody else in the clip either. So, um, you know, I hit them with the strike. And, um, yeah. you know, I told them you got to, you know, they didn't have many views. If they would have had a lot of views, I would I would have definitely said, "Hey, you got to break a little bit of bread, or that thing's coming down." You've already made money on it. Yeah. Because once you get paid by YouTube, that goes in your pocket. You can't say, "Hey, that's my content that guy used." It don't work that way, unfortunately. You know, um, I had people. Uh, you know, I had one guy. I think he got up to upwards of two hundred fifty thousand views, and. Uh, Finally, um, you know, I uh, got him to take it down. But who knows how much money he made off of that? What, what two hundred fifty thousand? That's got to be about what fifteen hundred bucks, maybe something like that. You know, it's not chump no, change, not man. even, not 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 anymore. I think. <laughs> no, yeah, it's YouTube probably a lot less. YouTube is, yeah, it's a lot less. YouTube when it first came out, where they were paying people. I think at the beginning they were giving what people two, three dollars every thousand views or something, or two dollars. Then they lowered it down to a dollar. I think now it's like fifty cents or a quarter or some shit like that. It's uh, it fluctuates. It's, um, like uh, yeah, it, like yeah. it's a very unstable market. It's a very you know? odd way of calculating that they have. At the end of the day, they don't want to pay you, and also with this, they got the thing with the super chats. I think half of that money goes to them as well. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a big, um, I'm not a big YouTube guy. I had a channel that was, that was somewhat successful. I don't even use it. I never monetize it, anyways. It's just gives, just there to give out free info to people. Um, but it's all way oversaturated. Where you see guys who have a great podcast and and stuff like that, and they're not getting paid. For that 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 content they put up on YouTube, and it's like a sad thing. That's why I always try to say to people who have a podcast, tease tease the fans with a little clip here and there, and get them to go over to your site, tr- start a member site on your own site where people can either see the rest of it, you can charge or not charge. I think in my 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 opinion, you should charge fair, but um fair amount. Um, because um, at the end of the day, social media is just a branch of the marketing tree. It's not where you build. That's where you tease people, and you always want them to go back to your website. That's yours. You know, you can say and put whatever you want on there. No one can censor you. You know, where YouTube is censoring even comments. You know, um, so my thing is always, like, if you got a podcast or whatever, um, tease people with a little clip. And then at the end, hey, you want to see the rest of this episode or whatever? Come on over to whatever, whatever, you know. And um, definitely, I think the importance of having a member, member, membership to your website, especially with guys like yourself who have, you know, this podcast where you dedicate so much of your time. You have these great interviews with legends of hip hop, you know. With you, that it's, I definitely would. For cats like you, you should have like a member membership paying part of your website. You know what I mean? Yeah, or because um, you put a lot a of hard idea. work into it, so you should you should do that. And there's so many ways to do it. 
Um, there's plugins that are free where you can set everything up and literally they'll guide you how to, it'll guide you where you wouldn't even need my help to do it. You know, I'll tell you like, Hey, this plugin is free and they walk you through it where you can set up how to be paid, whether you want to be paid on a credit card or you want to be paid through PayPal. Um, you know what I mean? That's hugely important for guys like you, man, with this, with these type of, uh, long form interviews with, uh, these artists and uh, stuff like that, because you should be paid, you know. Um, yeah, I never, a lot even, of hard work I never even, putting I never even noticed that, man. Thank you for putting me up on game because I've seen like all these podcasts either go to YouTube or Spotify or what's the other one, SoundCloud. I never thought of like hosting like the actual interview somewhere, like a, uh, um, and then uh, charging people. Doing. Yeah. Anyone that has a, has a, you know, someone that's established like yourself should have that. Now, if you're some new guy that's just starting tomorrow, don't do that right away. Build the audience, build the following, then do that as time goes on, you know. Um, but definitely you should be charging, you know, whatever you feel is fair for people to hear the entire interview. Um, like that, you know. Yeah, because I don't believe in just giving away, you know, here, listen to everything for free. You know what I mean? Um, so that's a huge, yeah, huge, huge tip. And just ads. Yeah, because it's a, for, you got to um, make a, a steady income. Monetization. You know, YouTube. you're putting in the work. you got you got fans that will, will be willing to pay, you know, whether, just an example, $5, you know, a month, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? And not and going with the way of Patreon is not a good thing because they're already in, involved in so many legal issues themselves, you know, and they get a kickback. You know what I mean? Where if you start your own little membership, that money's yours, you know. Um, so that's a big tip I would give to people that are doing podcasts. You know, and that it's in the importance of the Master Music the, Show. The importance of um having your own main hub, your own website. There's people that are doing what you do, and they don't even have a website, bro. You know, I'm like, what are you, like, you're just building everything on social media? That's not how, that's not how it's well, done. Well, all they care about is likes and um, yeah, impressing so I like, the I like three friends in their circle, you know, um, yeah. or, the, the, or the 15 or even the 100. It's, for me, social media, I... It should just be a tool. I think uh, uh, the social part of it's a waste of time because um, it's just people showing out for other people. You have grown men showing yep. off their Jordans to other grown men. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. Why don't we just, you know what, you know about the show. Why don't you come over here, listen to it. Like you said, get a clip, a preview of it on YouTube. Come listen to the full thing here. What about, let me ask you this, though, too. What about blogs? Um, can you make money, like, doing, like, a weekly writing, uh, like, a, a few pages or a weekly newsletter or anything like that able to generate uh, revenue? Yeah, man. Um, you can go the, go the way of um, having ads on your sidebar there. But there's many ways you can make um money with your blog, writing up art, your articles, especially you, you have a background where you worked um, for a magazine. 
there's so many ways you can make an income off of that where, you know, we can take, probably take up another hour. But, um, goodness, you could get sponsored ads. You can get um, you could get ads put on your site from companies if they would if they're if they're um, interested. Um, you know, um, goodness, you know, artists that are probably promoting um, whether it's a new what? See, what, what are they using now? Streaming? Your even though a lot of them are going back to physical CDs, um, get their banner up and maybe get a little kickback from them. You know, for sales, whatever that came through your website. So there's a lot of little tricks you can do with your blog and when writing rather on your on your website with ads, you know, and stuff like that, where you can make pretty good income off of that, especially if you're getting a lot of traffic to your website. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's something uh, I don't want to give the whole game away for free. Definitely, any anyone that's interested oh. in learning more, you know what I mean? But uh. It's a fun. Give them fun your website though, so they can, um, so they can uh, hit you up. And please don't waste this man's time. Um, you know exactly. he's serious with this. You know I say that because yeah. I know you know you've been doing this almost twenty years. I know you've had time wasters. We've all had. Oh those. yeah, you have. Yeah, we have what the, you know we in the we call the tire kickers. You know they're just there to waste your time. Try to get get as much. Uh, try to lowball you in terms of pricing. You know, like it's like when you get into a taxi you don't negotiate the fare, you know what I mean? No. Um, but um absolutely and, you know. No, but going back to your what you said earlier, man, that's a fun way of making money what you said with your blog. That it's a fun way of learning. Definitely when definitely something you and I could talk more about because um goodness, there's so many ways you could come at it, you know. Um yeah. But my main website is my name, alonzopichardo.com. That's A-L-O-N-Z as in zebra, O, Pichardo, P-I-C-H-A-R-D-O.com. And they that's, could uh, the render your services, I imagine, um, you know, for uh, marketing and, and, and just uh, – Mentoring, mentoring people as well, or if they just want a website done for them, you know, um, there's two there's two things they could pick for. Because I'm getting a lot more people wanting to be mentored and taught. So, yeah, but um, bro, that that, that's a good question. There's so many ways you could come at it with your blog, with making money. Um, that's a that's definitely something you and I should speak up more about. Just aside from the whole membership. You know, I, would, um, I, I always love talking to you, man, because uh, you know, uh, you, uh, you you see my vision. You see what the Murder Master Music Show is about, um, and 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 what we've uh, accomplished over the years too, as well. So uh, thank you yeah, for brother, uh, being doing, along for the ride and and riding this out yeah, with us. You know what I mean? What you're doing right now is, I, I it's great. Just a little tweaks here and there can take you, you know, heaven's the limit, man. The sky's not the limit. Heaven's the limit for all for you and your podcast and anyone that wants to get started doing their own thing online, starting their own services or podcasts or their own business online, you know, heaven's the limit, man. You can do it. 
you know, um, trust yourself and success will always come, you know. And um, just a few yeah. tips, you know, here and there I, I want to give out real quick. Everyone needs to be on WordPress, first of all, you know, WordPress.org. You know, no Wix, no Weeblies, no Squarespace, please. These are no-nos when it comes to websites. You know, WordPress is used by the NFL, Nike. It's a, it's a brand build. You know, it's you know, it's respected. You know what I mean? And, um, no. you know, it's everyone needs to be there. Don't these other platforms are just it's just so I, I every time I meet people down Wix like Wix is like you first of all the importance of having a mobile friendly site, you know, ninety percent of, of searches are done by a by a mobile, you know, on people's phones. You know, it's rarely that you get people sitting in front of their computers searching things out, you know. Um, and the importance of having a mobile-friendly site where it looks good on mobile, on tablets, everywhere. That's very important. Um, you know, also, I, like I said earlier, finding a good opportunity to affiliate yourself with that also, that money that you, may, you can make with that opportunity will feed your true path, will help you, you know, help build that passion that you really have, you know, that's extra money that's coming in, you know, helping you keep doing your, your podcast or whether you bake cakes, you know what I mean? It's very important to affiliate yourself with some opportunity online where you can make money. You know, when you find an opportunity that's of interest to you, definitely look for a company that has a good compensation plan. You know, uh, be patient. Nothing's overnight. Give it some time to build. You know, don't think you're going to make ten grand in a month. You know what I mean? Give it time because a lot of these companies are great and have changed people's lives. I'm one who can say that for myself. Um, it's all about finding something that resonates with you. And, that, and, and like I said earlier, that money you make from that, to help you keep feeding your passion, building your podcast or building whatever you're doing, you want to do online. That's the first and foremost, you know, I would say affiliating yourself with a good opportunity and then, and also getting started providing your own services. Maybe you're already, um, I don't know, you have some kind of background where you already have something you're, where you know what you're doing and you want to provide that service online, you know, whether it's a, in goodness, wow! Uh, again, baking cakes, or uh, uh, you're a cook and you want to share recipes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You can start that way. You don't necessarily, but I, it's just for me. That's what works. Being affiliated with a opportunity first, and then seeking after my passion of web design and mentoring people. But some people, they're all right. They already have a service in mind. That's awesome. You know, you get started with that right away. You know. Um, you know this, uh, and, and 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 trusting yourself and, and believing in yourself. As cheesy as that sounds, man, because some people before they even get started online, they're already thinking they're gonna fail. You can't come into anything in life already thinking you're gonna fail. That's that's silly to me. That makes no sense. You know that they're, they're nervous because they, they they think they're gonna fail. You haven't even started yet. You know, and um, you gotta be you know, in the water. This is a COVID yeah, situation. Overnight. Aperture. 
your market now something service the COVID situation actually for the for the business and the the market actually how it, how it is Peace. for you can you say that again pandemic. the pandemic and the COVID oh. yeah yeah what about it's helped this uh, has it helped it, like it, the, yeah yeah the, this whole COVID has helped because you you've seen it you see it. anyone is online sees it everyone wants to start their own thing online you know. Just saying, hey, life is short. Let me seek up after my passion. Let me work from home. Let me build this thing I've always had in my mind online. You know, so, you know, it's the best time is now to do this, especially if you've always wanted to build something that's truly your own, a business online, be having that freedom, making money, you know. And um, now is actually the best time. I hate to say it because it's such a, you know, we're living in a, odd time right now with this virus, but now is the best time to get started off, you know, and I'm not saying it to get to try to get any business for myself, but it's the truth because, um, goodness, we all have this free time, you know, because we can't really go anywhere, you know, and you say to yourself, shit, I always wanted to do this. Let me do it, you know? Mm. So now it's like one of the most, uh, I think this time that we have where we're having all this time to ourselves, People having moments of reflection, you know, where they're like, damn, why am I doing this job when I can do this that I've always wanted to do, you know? So now is the best time. And, you know, goodness, um, like I said before, there's no reason you won't succeed. You will succeed. Um, there's no reason for you not to, you know, because there's many out there that share, share the same passions and likes as you. And you'll build that following. You'll build that, you know, that that tribe, like they say online, where they're devoted to you. They'll follow you. They'll pay for your service, you know. For every five that won't, there's ten that will, you know. Yeah, man. That's why everybody right now is doing a podcast too. You see, um, so many people like whose celebrity kind of died down. But then they said, you know what, uh, and they've been revitalized with a podcast. Steve-O from Jackass is one of them. Um, yeah, I can name You can name hundreds of them. Uh, wrestlers, actors, rappers, um, everybody's got one now. And it's it's crazy to think when the Murder Master Music Show started in 2004, the word podcast was only coined a year earlier. In England, yeah, a guy had a podcast in England. That's what he started calling it. <clears throat> so here we are, man. The game is is wide open, um, and there's ways to make money. I want to thank you for telling everybody, you know, uh, giving them game. We don't want to give them too much game, you know, but uh, yeah, you definitely gave them some good game, and I appreciate that. Um, because I'm all about seeing people eat and uh, taking care of their that's family. A, that's a, and that's, that's, a, that's enough for is, everyone to eat as well, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got to, um, you know, follow your passion, do what you love to do, and, you know, chase the paper, man. It's all about getting that, too. It's all about getting paid for your hard work. Nobody wants to, uh, like you said, uh, do everything for free. Um, so, uh, Alonzo, I want to thank you. Uh, everybody go to alonzopachardo.com. 
before we get out of here, is there anything else uh, you want to say, brother? Just uh, follow your passion, people. If there's something you want to get going with online, building that, building a business online, or anything, follow that passion. Follow your passion, and um, you will always succeed. Always trust in yourself. Absolutely, absolutely, Alonzo. Thank you so much. You take care and you be safe. Sin, thank you uh, for calling in all the way over yes, to France as always. And uh, we're out of here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.